Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Did you know that COVID-19 vaccines are now approved for children over 12 years of age? What are the facts? What are your questions? What are you thinking about? Well, I've got an amazing, amazing doctor joining us here today. Dr. Estona Wells-Jarrett, board-certified pediatrician partner at Sandy Springs Pediatrics and Adolescent Medicine, a PC in Atlanta, Georgia. Today, we're going to open up the door for questions. We're going to take a look at the things that perhaps you do know about, but how about some things you don't? Doctor, it's great to have you here. Thank you. Pleasure to be on your show today. You know, there have been so many questions in in the past week (laughs) that it is so timely (laughs) that you're joining us today. Yes, a lot of changes have come forth over the last week or two in terms of how we are managing COVID and especially with opening up the vaccinations to um, patients that are 12 and above. Yeah, so let's talk about this new discovery, this new announcement, so to speak. What is it out there that we don't know what, what do we don't know about the number of children out there? I mean, I know that we are not doing enough work to look at the psychological impact of COVID, and I know that's in my field. But in your field, what are you seeing out there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we need to know that initially when COVID first came a year ago, <laughs> excuse me, we were worried about the older population. And when we started vaccinating, that was the population that we targeted. Now we know that most likely children are getting COVID. They may not be getting us sick, but they're making us sick as adults. So that is why it is important for children to get the vaccines that meet the age criteria. Yeah. I mean, what you're... Go ahead. I'm sorry. What you're really touching upon is, I think, a fact that we don't really fully understand. I don't think the public knows that. Can you say a little bit more about that? Sure. So there was also the, the misunderstanding, if you will, that um, kids don't really get sick. They don't really have a lot of side effects with COVID. And that's really not true. We unfortunately know that since COVID was, we were made aware of it a year ago, 490 patients under the age of 17 have died in the United States because of that infection. And we know that well over a million children between the ages of 12 and 17 have actually tested positive for COVID and a third of those children have been 
hospitalized and actually required um, ICU care. I think we also now know that if you have comorbid conditions, just as in adults, you're gonna have probably a rougher and a more severe um, infection. So we are telling parents to be well aware of you know, kids that have asthma, any cardiac illnesses, um, that's gonna put you at an increased risk. We also know that adolescents and um, middle school age kids tend to have a rougher time with the infection. We, get, we know about that multi-inflammatory um, systems or the MISC, that age group tends to be more targeted and at risk for more respiratory failure. So just a general thought of, yeah, old people get that, little people don't, not true. They get it. Boy, I'll tell you, this is really the time for us to present facts and information, isn't it, Dr. Wells Jarrett? I mean, you know, we're talking about the fact that you're coming on air here, and thank you so very, very much. Um, no worries. For doing that, um, because we just don't know what we don't know. I keep saying that in these interviews, and it is really so true. Um, you know, what else don't we know? Um, and and why is this such a passion for you? You must have you must see so much. Yeah, you know, as a general pediatrician, I love making sure that patients are healthy and doing preventative care. And part of that job as a pediatrician is just doing general pediatric vaccines that are required for kids to go to school. So now as my patients roll in and my parents roll in for their routine care, I'm, I'm always asking how families are handling the pandemic because the mm. pandemic has really touched everyone. We have parents oh. that are now tasked with teaching their children, keeping the ball in the air, with doing Zoom meetings, figuring out how to do um, work requirements if they have to go to the office. And it, it's a lot. And so I always ask, how is everybody holding all the balls in the air? How are we psychologically? How are we emotionally? And what I also touch on with my patients when they come in is um, letting them know it's okay to feel sad because I have quite a few patients whose parents have not felt comfortable sending their kids back to school and they miss school. And they now are realizing school isn't just a place where I learn math and learn social studies. It's my social hub and I really took it for granted. So they miss all of their activities. We have kids that feel angry Last year, a lot of kids missed all those milestones that mean so much. The prom, how about graduating from kindergarten, high school? How about college? You worked all four years and you don't get to share that moment with your family, much less walk across the stage to get your degree. So there are a lot of people that felt angry and disappointed. And there are a lot of kids that just feel scared. I've had quite a few of my patients, even though the school district had opened up and they had the option to go back to school, they just tell me, I don't feel comfortable going back to school because I see on Facebook what my friends are doing and I'm worried that they're gonna make me sick. So I try to hear all the things that they tell me at our well checkups and invite them to let their family 
know what they're what they're feeling and not to bottle it up and to know that it's okay to say I need to talk to somebody about this you know I have a therapist if I need it or a counselor because all of this is weighing on me and I'm not quite sure how to deal with all of those emotions yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so beautifully said. Thank you so much. Now, look, I know these are short interviews. Can you tell me where people can go to find out more information? Sure. So I always tell patients the best place to ask about health information is your primary care doctor. You already have a trusted relationship with them. You know they're going to give you accurate information. But certainly, for information about the vaccine, vaccines.gov. The CDC website is an appropriate site as well. Um, doctor, there are so many things we could talk about today, and there obviously are a few things we didn't talk about today. What mm -hmm. are the top three things that you want to make sure people know today? I want people to know that this vaccine is safe and effective know that we've given well over 200 million doses. It's been around since December, so six months. So the comment that I get of, I'm just going to wait a little bit and see how it's going before I get it. We've <laughs> waited. We've seen. We've got six months of it, a lot of doses. You know it's safe. You know it's effective. And I want people to also recognize, because people say, well, can I still get covid if I get the vaccine, the possibility is there, but I want you to recognize what you won't get is severely ill, put in a hospital, in an ICU, and begging for air. We know you might get sick, but it won't be that sick. Doctor, I love what you've talked about today, and I know that you, you've got to run. I know these, these interviews are short. I would love to know what your personal message is. What do you want to leave us with today? I want people to know that when you get vaccinated, you are protecting yourself. You are protecting those that are in your home. But in a greater sense, you are protecting your community. And our community deserves to be able to get back to normal. And you're a part of that getting back to normal. Thank you so very much. One more time, how do people find out more? Certainly, recommending that you go to vaccines.gov. And I thank you for your time. I hope your listeners get information and feel confident and more comfortable about getting vaccinated. Yeah. And, you know, the more more you go out and you talk about this, the more people are going to understand, the more questions are going to be answered. You know, communication is so very important. And I know this is a full time effort for you. So I want to thank you for that. No worries. Part of the job. Yeah. Yeah. And for everybody out there, remember, the one freedom we all have is the power to choose. Our job is to make sure we give you information that will help you do that. And thank you so very much, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Get empowered. Transformation Talk Radio. 
Tune into Hungry for Answers every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com with me, Robin Clare. I am a recovery coach, professional, and best-selling author, bringing you eye-opening conversations about addiction and groundbreaking tools for recovery. To learn about me and my offerings, visit Clarity.com. That's Claire, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three things I've learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Your inspiration all day on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I have had such a good time on Tales from the Merworld Radio. It has been an opportunity for me to expand myself so dramatically and become much braver in my voice to speak about the things that I'm passionate about that are a little bit out there. Your staff is amazing. Olivia is amazing. Jessica, everybody. Anytime I need anything, they show up right away. So thank you for having such an amazing team that is allowing me this platform to do what Spirit wants me to do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. Um, Look, uh, there is something that many of us do not know and did not know. I come from a family where the word diabetes was just like breathing. And why is that? That's That's a story for another segment. Today, it is about this. How do you keep an eye on better eye health? May is Healthy Vision Month. Dr. Robert Gabay, MD, PhD, FACP, Chief Scientific and Medical Officer for the American Diabetes Association, joining me here today because we are talking about vision. We are talking about what we can do. We're talking about what to be aware of, and we're talking about what the state of affairs are when we're talking about the focus on diabetes. Thank you, Dr. Gabay, for joining us here today. This for me, is telling a story about the little-known facts that people may or may not know about. So thank you for joining me here today. Thanks so much, Dr. Pat, for having me. Let's get down to it. Um, There are some numbers that have come out. I just talked about them on a different interview that are related but not necessarily related to this. Give us sort of the state of affairs in the world from where you sit now about where we are with American adults, diabetes, and pre-diabetes, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So, you know, the number of people in the U.S. with pre-diabetes or diabetes is 122 million. It is a common condition. 122 million people with either diabetes or pre-diabetes. And um, one in five people with diabetes don't even know they have it. And 85% of people with prediabetes don't know they have it. Mm. So we've got some work to do. Well, and that, that, let's just talk about why that's important. And this is why I ask you the question, 
you know, what is it that we don't know about what we don't know? Because if we're not aware of this, we're not able to do anything about it because we think we're just rolling along in our lives, right? Um, and, and let's just talk about this because I know this, you know, from some of the work I do. People just don't understand how widespread it is. But can I just ask you this? From your perspective, do people understand the complications that result from untreated or not even barely treating diabetes? It's a big issue uh, because people don't know about the the, the dangers of diabetes. Um, they they often don't do the things or engage in the kinds of things like finding out if you have diabetes or taking better care of it. So mm-hmm. diabetes is literally the leading cause for amputation, mm-hmm. blindness, kidney failure, heart disease, stroke. The good news. The good news is that um, most of this can be prevented. And for eye disease in particular, almost all cases of blindness from diabetes can mm. be prevented. And so we, we really need to make sure we get that message out. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you this question, Dr. Gabay, if I could. Um, I looked at your background. You know, I looked at the many different degrees you have, the study, you know, the fellowships you've had, all of that. But there's got to be something underneath that that hits your heart when you think about how many people you can help if you could just get to them heart to heart. What is it that you're seeing from where you sit that at some level has got to be a little bit frustration because we can change things if we just know what to do, right? And want to do it. Absolutely. I, so I'll just tell you a very brief story. A 45-year-old guy uh, uh, came to see me as a patient, uh, and he had already lost a significant amount of vision uh, mm. and uh, really, you know, had to explain to his kids why he couldn't play with them in the way he used to. He wasn't diagnosed with diabetes until uh, a few weeks earlier. And the way he was diagnosed is because he already started to lose his vision. And finally, he went to get that checked. And they said, not only have you lost a lot of vision, but you have diabetes. That's just a tragic story that shouldn't have to happen. He could have been diagnosed, you know, a couple, three more years earlier and prevented this whole thing. And, you know, you can just imagine trying to explain to his, you know, eight-year-old why he can't play catch with him anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heart just goes out. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the, the big picture that, you know, uh, the single, you know, you know, if I were to say one thing yeah. for people with diabetes is getting your eyes examined every year. Um, that can make all the difference. It's treatable. They catch it early. But only 50% of people get their eyes checked every year. And so we've got a lot of work to do. And that, that part, you know, is, it's hard when you see, when you see what, what, what can happen and also how it can Mm -hmm. be avoided. Yeah, what a powerful message. I want to make sure everybody knows that they can go to diabetes.org and get a lot of information. I get that right, doctor. Yes. In fact, we have a, a, a part of the website that's specific to eye health, uh, given that it is Healthy Vision Month, and that's eye health, E-Y-E health, 
www.diabetes.org. Mm-hmm. And you can also do a quick risk test there to see if you're at risk for having diabetes. Take 60 seconds. Yeah. I want to talk about something before we run out of time in these really short interviews. Um, One is, number one, um, the risk for type 2 and the statistics on that. And then I want to talk about what I'm people should really be concerned about, and that is the pre-diabetes and don't even know that's who you are because that's where you're stepping into quicksand and you don't know that you're there. And boy, we need help with figuring out the signs. Can you help us out here? Yeah, well, that, that that's uh, I, I like the quicksand analogy. So people with pre-diabetes uh, have high blood sugars, but not high enough to actually have diabetes. We know those people have a really high risk of uh, uh, developing diabetes. And if we catch them in the pre, in that pre-diabetes phase, there are things that can be done to prevent them from actually having diabetes. And a lot of those are simple things, some lifestyle changes, 7% weight loss, which is not a huge amount. 7% is, is doable. Um, getting a bit more exercise, watching your portion size, those things can really make a difference and prevent people from, with pre-diabetes from developing diabetes. You know, I don't think we talk enough about this next thing I'm about to say, and that are the serious complications. And boy, if I let you off of this interview without talking about them, I know I'm going to hear about it. Um, my experience in my own family and watching some of the serious complications and also in friends, um, we are just not aware of how serious the word serious is in these complications. Tell us from your perspective what you've seen and what we mean when we say serious complications, because we're, we're not talking about something simplified or we're not talking about blood sugar. We're talking about something else here when we use the term serious complications. Yeah, uh, serious is, is ab- absolutely the word. Uh, I, I think it's important for people to realize that I'll tell you the seriousness in a moment. These things that I'm about to describe are all per- all largely preventable or you can really your risk. So, um, you know, again, thinking back to the, the gentleman I talked about, blindness, cause of blindness. Amputation, losing a limb, devastating complication, uh, kidney failure and needing dialysis treatment, also very serious. And heart disease, heart attack, stroke, also much higher in people with diabetes. So all of these things are quite serious. And, you know, uh, the good news is that they can be it in large part by doing the right thing. And one of the most serious of all, I think, well, I think it's all relative depending upon where your perspective is. But today we're focusing on better eye health as well. Um, And I think this is one of these things that we don't talk about enough. We do talk about some of those other uh, complications, but let's have a blindness conversation right now because that's how we started this today. There's got to be information or steps or joining, you know, some kind of challenge to help people say, I can save my eyesight. Yeah, uh, there are are three things I'd say in terms of saving your eyesight. First, What's your, what's your risk of diabetes if you don't know? Take a six-second risk test. 
Get a simple blood test, whether you have diabetes. So first is risk. Second is if you have diabetes, managing your blood glucose, your blood sugar well, making sure that that stays in the right range. And for a lot of people in the pandemic, that means getting back to see your healthcare provider. Right. We know that one in four people have delayed their care because of the pandemic. And so it's time to plug back in, manage your blood glucose. And the third thing, uh, and I can't emphasize this enough, get a yearly dilated iodine. Go see your eye care professional. Let them dilate your eyes. Look at the back of your eyes. Um, they can see things that you would know were there and treat them to prevent blindness. Wow. Dr. Gabay, thank you for today. Please tell us how people can find out more. And thank you for taking this message out. Thank you. And, and so you can go to iHealth.diabetes.org. And uh, Dr. Pat, thank you so much for having me and doing this program. And I love that we have solutions here. I love that we're not just talking about the disease. I, I love that we're talking about action people can take. Any small action can make a difference to putting you on the way to great help. Thank you, Dr. Gabay. Thank you, everyone. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Not just talk, conversation for profound self-awareness. Stick with us. Your best life awaits on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Close your eyes and imagine what it would feel like to live a life driven by purpose and passion. Feels great, doesn't it? Tune in to Awareness to Action every first and third Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific with me, Joan Marlowe. I'm here to help you navigate your unique journey toward purpose while embracing your authenticity. Visit my website, peacefullyhealing.com, and don't miss Awareness to Action on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Can't get enough of Eye of Soul Radio? Join Psychic Medium Jamie every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Take a deeper look at the raw side of spirit. Nothing is off limits. Connect with lost loved ones and explore these vulnerable subjects with the compassionate guidance of Psychic Medium Jamie. You are not alone. Eye of Soul, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. You, you know, every time I do a segment like this, it just hits me really, really hard. Um, why does it hit me really, really hard? Because when we're talking about our children and then we're talking about care for children in the United States of America, I always love that I have somebody like Dr. Doug Olson joining me here today, Chief Medical Officer, Medicaid CHIP Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which you've heard me talk about a lot. When we have these conversations, what is it that we are doing to address one of the greatest concerns we have now? Medicaid and CHIP give kids and teens access to important mental and behavioral health care. I got to say it again because you all have heard me do the shows and report statistics, especially where I live. Washington State is known for something not so cool, and that has to do with the struggles our teens and our children have. 
Dr. Olson, thank you for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me on today, Dr. Pam. Um, this is a an issue that is very close to home for me in a lot of ways, and um, I want to talk with you about it. Um, let's talk about the conversation around mental health concerns and disorders in childhood, because this is something we just are not talking about enough. And then we grow up and we become adults. Give us an up to date from your perspective, what is happening and why is this initiative so important? You're so right. You, you said it best. Uh, oftentimes they're not addressed in, in childhood or adolescence. And then uh, people grow up to be adults. And, you know, before COVID came, we know that one in six children and adolescents had a behavioral mm -hmm. and mental health condition. And then lay on top of that, now 18 months worth of stress, anxiety, and, and all of the unique childhood vulnerabilities that kids have. And it's probably fair to say that the, the mental health status of America and in Washington state has not improved. Right. Uh, and so uh, we, you know, know that what COVID has done, though, is make talking about it more, more normal. So mm -hmm. a lot of people had, had, you know, diagnoses, conditions before COVID, but no one was talking about it. Now a lot more people are talking about it. And hopefully they're going to uh, continue or start getting treatment for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think this is so important for a lot of reasons. And we're going to talk about Medicaid and CHIP in a minute. Um, because, you know, in the work that I do, and especially in the recovery community, Medicaid is a lifesaver. And in, in, I can't even talk about it enough, but you know that. I mean, you live and breathe it every day. Um, Dr. Olson, here's the ripple effect that I'm concerned about. And then I would love for you to talk about how Medicaid and CHIP can help this. First of all, we're doing a series of shows on the latest information that is coming out about women women that have been in the bowels of COVID and the rise in alcohol and drug abuse. And the thing I want to say about that, to piggyback off what you said, we are not going to know for a while the ripple effect on kids. And this is why we've got to get your message out there now, because there is a ripple effect. Everybody knows that. Tell us how Medicaid and CHIP are going to come to the rescue. They are going to help in, in really significant ways. So right, Medicaid and CHIP are free or low cost comprehensive health insurance programs for, for kids, teens and adolescents. And, you know, we're really talking right up to the age of 19. Yeah. And in as much as that, that stone drops in the pond and the ripples then go out, um, you know, you said it yourself before, a lot of, a lot of stuff starts and, and, and begins to occur in childhood as well, um, right? We know kids, they, they observe so much and they also are impacted by the, all of the adults mm -hmm. around them too. And so we know that also kids that, that have health insurance coverage, if they have um, any problems, physical, uh, uh, behavioral, um, 
you know, mental, that if they have that coverage, they can get treatment. And so Medicaid and CHIP is here to provide that coverage, to provide that access, hopefully to make sure that people start dealing with mm-hmm. these things now yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and not, you know, years down the line. Yeah. Well, you know, you're hitting this really hard. And I got to tell you, I I love that you're coming out with this message. And I hope you will continue to do this. I hope you will drive this home. Um, First of all, I want to make sure that everybody knows that they can go to insurekidsnow.gov. Did I get that correct, Dr. Olson? Insurekidsnow.gov. Is that right? insurekidsnow.gov. You got it right. All right. And then there's a number. I want to just embed this number in everybody's mind. 1-877-KIDS-NOW. 1-877-543-7669. Here's what I want to talk with you about. There is a statistic in your report, in your reporting, that is startling to me. We all know that in these past 18 months, there have been stressors, there have been disruption in family routines, in school learning, socialization, economic and other impacts on family, not to mention the statistics I did in a show a day ago on the rise of alcohol and drug abuse in women in their daily lives. I'm not talking like I'm going to sit and have a cocktail. I'm talking about I'm sitting, I'm making breakfast and have a cocktail. But yet the use of mental health services where are they? People aren't using them. What are we going to be able to do to help this? Because if we're not doing this, then we've got to try to find another way. These kids are in pain, Dr. Olson. You know, they are. And and to just give your listeners an idea of, of what statistics we're looking at, um, you know, in, in a year that was compounded by psychological stress, right, 2020, we know that if we look in the past at utilization of mental health and behavioral health services, that despite all the stuff that happened in 2020, utilization was down 34%. So we have the great mismatch here where we know that one in six kids had a mental or behavioral health diagnosis pre-COVID. We layer on top of that everything you just said, and then we decrease our utilization of services by a third. That's really worrisome. And, you know, people, they have to be aware of this. They have to be reaching out, realizing that there's a lot of no- normalcy in, uh, in what people are experiencing and engaging in treatment for that normalcy is the next step. Okay. Let's really give people the solution here. Um, I mentioned to you before, I've been working in the recovery field with 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 the ladies in recovery for over 30 years. I come from a family where, boy, we could talk about this topic for a really long time. But I think it's important to talk about what type of services are important for people, because I know Medicaid and CHIP have saved lives. So talk about this and talk about how we can get more involved. The questions to ask our doctors, you know, is there something we can do to help kids enroll? Can teachers do something? What is the solution, Dr. Olson? You know, asking those questions is, is first and foremost, having those conversations. So what, what does Medicaid and CHIP cover? Um, you know, it, it covers screening, right? And oftentimes those are, those are questions that, mm-hmm. to ask about 
how are you feeling? Are, are you feeling down or depressed? Are you feeling suicidal? Have you thought about these types of things? Are you using substances that perhaps you shouldn't? That, that whole screening arm of things, which is a lot of the start of this, that's covered. So, so is the treatment. So it's not that we just ask the questions and then walk away, but you need to engage people in the treatment to, to deal with all of this. And that's covered too. Sometimes that's counseling. Sometimes it's medication. Sometimes it's both. It's all covered. So are the whole gamut of care, whether that's the doctor's office, the therapist's office, the emergency room, the hospital, and whether or not that office is now in person or in your living room, delivered through telemedicine, again, it's all covered. And, and when we say, you know, behavioral health, we mean mental health, sort of your mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, PTSD type things. For kids, it's ADHD and autism as well a lot of times. And for adolescents and teenagers, oftentimes it can be illicit substance use and substance use disorders. All of the treatment and identification of that is covered. Hmm. Okay, let's talk about enrollment. Um, I went on a rant earlier, <laughs> let me just say a year ago, on how difficult it was for business owners to actually figure out how to get a PPP. So tell us about the enrollment. Um, where do people go? What kind of support can moms and dads and even kids, what kind of support can they get to get in the enrollment process? Absolutely. Great question, because making things easy is is more important than ever, right? And, yeah, I'm serious, <laughs> and, right? I mean, for sure. Um, and, and one of the best things about Medicaid and CHIP is unlike a lot of these adult insurance programs where, you know, you have these enrollment periods, there's no such thing for Medicaid and CHIP. So it's a 365 days a year that kids can enroll in these health insurance yeah. programs. And so whenever they need it, they get it. Um, and, and the way they do is by, again, going to insurekidsnow.gov or calling 877-KIDS-NOW. Yeah. And, you know, that's really the important thing. And I got to tell you, we can't say that enough, Dr. Olson. I'll tell you why. Because Medicaid is, in a lot of people's minds, synonymous with Medicare. And that's a distinction that we have to make today in this interview. For those of you out there that are thinking, oh, you know, it's too late. The medic no, Medicaid is a 24-7, 365 day a year service provider to save lives. That's what we're talking about. Saving the lives of children, saving the lives of families. And that's a passion you have had for a long time, Dr. Doug Olson. And you too, as well, Dr. Patton, <laughs> I know that, <laughs> you know, so certainly, I mean, we're both here saying that if, if, you know, if you think you need services, if you think you might qualify, um, the answer is always the same. The yep. day to pick up that phone or go to that yep. website, it's today. It's always the same answer. Look, thank you for joining me here today. I can't thank you enough. I know there's a lot to talk about under this arena. Um, I have two questions left. Have I left anything out? And what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? And thank you for doing these shows. I know you're like one right after another. I know how Ted is. So I know you're one right after another. But what did I leave <laughs> out? And what's your personal message? So I don't think you've left anything out. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the personal message is, you know, as much as we can realize that mental and behavioral health care is the same as 
or for some more important than physical health care. As much as we can normalize that and reduce the stigma associated with mm-hmm. access and care, we have done a service to people. Yeah. Everybody out there, this is Dr. Doug Olson, Chief Medical Officer at the Center for Medicaid and CHIP Services. Take a look at his history. He is not fooling around. He has understood the need for this for years. He understands what it's like to bring and integrate services, bring it together, save lives, and create healthy families. Dr. Doug, thank you so much for everything, and have yourself a great day. And man, Take a little bit of that lemon and honey and save your throat, okay? <laughs> Thanks a lot. And uh, keep, keep the folks out there in Washington well, Dr. Pat. Yeah, boy, we're on it. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. TransformationTalkRadio.com On a tough day, our first impulse is to check out. But here's a better idea. Check in. Check in with yourself in two specific ways. First, check in with your body. Are your hands balled into fists? Is your jaw clenched? Notice any place you feel tension in your body and consciously relax. Then check in with your mind. Are you fully present to the people and activities in your immediate environment? Or is your mind a million miles away, worrying about the future, brooding about the past? If that's the case, gently bring your awareness back to the present moment. When we check in with ourselves, we can create more peace in ourselves and in our world. If you'd like to learn more about incorporating mindfulness practices into your daily life, contact me, Mary Angela McGuire at mcguirelifecoach.com. And check out my show, Nothing But Now, Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martineemmons.com and make your appointment today. Hey everybody, welcome to our good news segment. Adventure awaits. Alex Tixera joining me here today. Andrea Berryman joining me here today. Alex is the owner and lead guide of Mooney Mountain Guides. Oh, such an adventure. For those of you listening, you know we talk about this all the time here in the Pacific Northwest. Andrea is joining us here today as product management, Cooper Tire and Rubber Company. And look, many of us have been thinking about what are we going to do Here comes Memorial Weekend, especially if you're in Washington State. We've got some very, very good news about where we are, what we can do, and how we can do it. But what about the adventure? What about taking the adventure to a new level? Here you go. You go to guide for a safe summer travel in 2021. Alexandria, great to have you both here. Thanks for having us, Pat. Yeah, thank you. Um, we're kind of excited here. Not sure what's happening all around the world, but I know in Washington State, we're very excited about what's coming up for this summer and what people are really eager to do. Um, let's talk a minute about travel, especially this Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if you're looking at the news here, but how do we compare to the excitement around travel this Memorial Day versus last year? 
Well, uh, AAA just announced that it is projecting about 37 million people will be traveling this Memorial Day weekend. That's a huge 60% jump over last year. And uh, of those 37 million, 90% will be taking a road trip. So it seems like the roads are going to be packed this this weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting to sort of watch it. I mean, I've watched sort of the patterns of buying of vehicles and, you know, people are really getting geared up to get in and get going. Um, this opens up the door for new adventures, though. And I, I'd like to talk about that a little bit. And Alex, maybe you could take this. Um, what I want to talk about is how creative people are getting with what they want to do and hitting the roads and doing it. What are you all seeing? You know, so, I mean, I would have to say in general over the last few years, uh, the increased popularity of these outdoor destinations, they've always been popular and they're absolutely amazing places to go, but I think more people are venturing to them. Uh, so the Cascade Mountains, for example, yeah. um, it, it, they've always, Mount Rainier has always been very popular, right? Or it has been for a very long time, but I actually spend a lot of time on Mount Baker, uh, <laughs> guide trips up there, uh, be leaving in a few weeks for the summer. Um, and I've just noticed over the last few seasons, just the number of people that are out is growing, um. And I think that that is, you know, further evidence of that is if you look at the local guide services, including mine, we're booking our trips for the entire summer by the middle of winter. Um, and not that there isn't days available in between, but our calendars are largely filling up. And I think that for me anyways, this is happening much earlier than it used to, which yeah. is great news for me. <laughs> it is great news. It's great news for everybody. Um, and really, it leads to really the next thing that um, I want to talk about, because I'm even looking at destinations like Crescent Lake and doing things like that in a right. way that I had not done before. But let's talk, Andrea, let's talk a minute about what that means, because if you we're having more people getting geared up to hit the roads, there are some things we need to know to make sure we're hitting the roads safely. So let's talk about what some of those tips are from each of you for safe summer travel. And, and Andrea, if we could start out with you, that would be great. Absolutely. Um, I have two main safety tips that I, I always talk to with people. The first one is make sure you check your tire inflation pressure. The last wow. thing the last thing you want is a flat tire by the side of the road. And when you're doing that check, make sure that you check the spare tire too, because if something does go wrong, you want to make sure that you're going to be able to swap out easily. So people have a tendency to forget their spare tire, even if you just do it, you know, just before the season starts, the one time you'll be in great shape. Um, the second safety tip that I have is use the right tire. You know, if you're gonna be pulling a boat or a camper to your favorite lake or campground, you wanna make sure you have a tire that not only performs well on the highway, but also uh, can manage the gravel or dirt roads that you're gonna have for that last mile to that campground. We have a new tire that's coming out this year, the Discover Rugged Trek, and it's perfect for both types of driving on and off-road. It gives you a, an amazing quiet ride, which if, if you hear a lot of Jeeps, sometimes they've got those big gnarly tires and yeah. they just rumble down the road. 
we've worked really hard to make uh, rugged truck extremely quiet. And at the same time, though, it still can handle those rugged uh, road conditions, you know, the rocks or, or dirt, even has stone ejectors in it so that stones don't get caught up in it. You know, what you're talking about is so fascinating to me, because I'm sitting here probably like a lot of people really thinking about how do I create an adventure? And I think that if you take a look at how many of us have been indoors, how many of us are thinking, wow, what is the best way and cost-effective way to hit the road? We're really looking at carving out the adventure. And that's what I love about talking to both of you is we really are talking an adventure of a different kind, which people are so jazzed about. Alex, what are you finding? Are people really fired up to create this adventure outdoors? People are really fired up, absolutely. I mean, the people that are coming through the business um, are not only are they calling and, and, and writing emails, but they have all these ideas about what they wanna create uh, you know, what they're dreaming of. And, and that's really where, what I love about the work that I do is that I get to try to make these dreams a reality. Um, but I'm also seeing it from recreationalists out there who are not hiring guides. Um, they are just so psyched to be outside uh, doing something that they love, you know, whether it be climbing or, or getting out on the water or fishing or what have you. So there's a lot of excitement. Yeah, I love the idea of a guide. Um, and I, the, I, can't, I say that, and I say that, Andrea, as well. I say that from a couple of different perspectives. First of all, left to my own devices, who knows what will happen if I get out there by myself? So I love the idea of kind of traveling in that way. The other thing I love, though, Andrea, about what you said is the most adventurous and great times I've had have been in the high desert in California and pulling that pulling that vehicle off road and traveling deep into a desert that most people don't even know existed. And we have to be prepared for something like that. And I think people are really wanting that adventure. And so this is really, Andrea, what you're talking about. You're saying, wait a minute, you can do that and you can be safe at it, right? Absolutely. You know, we try to make people understand that there is the right tire for the right type of performance right. you're looking for. And so if you know that you're going to be taking those rugged conditions, you want the right tire for it. So always talk to your tire dealer and really let them know what type of driving you're going to be doing. Okay, before we get too far here, um, both of you, I, I really want folks to know, Andrea, let's start with you. How do people find more information about what you're talking about? Because, you know, these are short interviews. I want to send people so that they can get the detail and get ready for their trips. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, our website is coopertire.com, and it has the rugged truck smack dab on the, the the homepage, uh, but it also has plenty of safety tips on how to make sure you're choosing the right tire and how to use it safely. Um, I saw that tire. I, I went to the website and I saw that tire and I just thought, oh my goodness. Um, so much about safety and tires, I think we learn over the years. And, you know, I want to talk to both of you. I know this is a short interview. I know we're just about at the end of it. I got to I got to hit each of you up for this question. Alex, from your perspective, 
give us your most idealist, fantastic adventure message. And Andrea, I'm saving you for a second. So you have a little bit more time to think about that. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, you know, well, but for me, the thing that I try to do with my family, especially my daughter when we travel, is to open up the map, pick a spot on the map, and try to just allow ourselves to completely go there and, and see where the experience takes us. There are so many beautiful places to go in this country that, uh, that you really have to just allow yourself to be immersed in it and uh, give yourself the time to do that. And uh, uh, you know, maybe leave the phones at home or, or, or at least uh, don't uh, do enough planning where you don't have to be glued to them the whole time. And, and uh, the best adventures I've had are when I'm with my family or with my friends, just truly immersed in the experience. Mm. But really, you have to admit, though, and uh, those of you that are listening that are not from the Pacific Northwest, so we'll get to your state if you want to like email us. But if you're living here, we have some of the most adventurous, beautiful, and also it could be, you know, pretty challenging places to go. I mean, we're talking about driving across the passes or driving up mountains. We're talking about those things, right? So there are beautiful places here to go. So many whether it be on an island or not. And, you know, Andrea, that comes to you. I mean, we're living in a place right now where we still have snow on the top of the mountains. So getting the right tire and getting up there is equally important. So what's your message for the adventure today, Andrea? Well, I'm a tire person and I've, I've been in this business a very, very long time. So I always think about adventure and how you're going to get there. And to me, obviously it's, it's the tires are going to get you there. And, you know, you talk about having snow right now even the rugged trek does yep. amazingly in in snow so if you've got it it'll it'll still grip the road so my message is go with the coopers yeah and by the way we're talking about a tire that isn't just for one type of vehicle can you comment on that a minute sure uh it it works both on light duty uh, pickup trucks as well as uh, mid, small mid and, and large suvs usually a uh, lifted truck looks the best um, one of the things is people spend a lot of money on their pickups or yeah, their yeah. SUVs. And why wouldn't you want to complete the look with some bold looking tires? And uh, that's one of the unique things about Rugged Truck is it has two different designs. You can have the sidewall out one time and decide you're bored with it and flip it around when you rotate tires and you got another look. So it, it's versatile that way, too. Well, I got to tell you, I went to the website, you know, coopertire.com, and I took a look at the picture on there, and I just thought of a, one of my friends who just bought a Jeep. So I have a funny feeling she's listening to this, and those tires are going to look great. A last question for each of you. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? And Alex, let's go to you, and then Andrea, you. I would say uh, get out there and explore and uh, have a plan B always. Awesome. Andrew, if you? For me, 2020 is over. Go out and breathe the fresh air and just enjoy the sunshine again. Uh, life is good. Boy, I'll tell you, I will ditto that. Thank you both for joining us here today. Hey, everybody, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 